So um, there's this uh, phrase I hear a lot since I've moved to Coeur d'Alene where uh, other people who moved here, especially from California, will say, uh, I'm a political refugee, which admittedly, when they say that, it's kind of funny because I have to admit, like, I really wouldn't want to live in California. I wouldn't want to raise my children in there because just I find it crazy. But um, I really don't like that language when they say I'm a political refugee. Um, so to be honest, lately I've been correcting people because in case you didn't notice, I'm very opinionated. And the reason why I don't like that kind of language is that if you consider yourself a political refugee from California or Seattle, then you come to our community and you already have this mindset of us versus them, of division. And that's not going to help us here in Coeur d'Alene to have more division. And secondly, um, and I know this sounds kind of strange, I consider it cowardice. Um, cowardice for this reason. Look at, I'll get into the gospel using um, um, St. Dominic. So the story of St. Dominic is this. Um, He's this priest, and at the time period, there's all these heresies that started to pop up. Now, why were there so many heresies? Well, really, because priests and bishops weren't doing their job. Uh, it was a time, 13th century, of great wealth. Um, like it was just, the church was choking on wealth. So even the pope at the time, um, if you visited the pope, you'd have to give him a gift. So... Um, He'd become even more wealthy. And it's so crazy. Most priests uh, lived in their parishes or bishops were living very comfortable lives. And really that's what the church is, is a place of kind of safety for the priests and bishops to live comfortable lives. And they became, religious life is about, you know, just living within the walls of the church, staying safe and comfortable and so comfortable that priests actually stopped preaching because, um, you know, you would receive the body and blood of Christ and that's good enough. So they didn't even put any effort in by preaching. They know, didn't do any teaching either. Now that should shock you because priests make a vow not only to celebrate the sacraments, but to give homilies and to be the source of teaching. So I personally, I mean, I like to teach, so that's me, but I'm always surprised when in a parish, their priest is not making sure that there's teaching going on. So without really, in that time, 13th century, um, all these heresies were going on. Like one Waldo, Waldensians, uh, Waldo was this very, very wealthy Spanish merchant and he comes upon to see the poor. And so he gives, very generous, he gives all his wealth away from the poor. Then he starts preaching that the problem in the world is that everything material is evil. Well, that's kind of this heresy. Um, and he went way too far. It's obviously a good person that cared for the poor and gave everything, but then everything material is evil. And so the church was kind of starting to break apart with all these heresies. And Dominic is traveling with his bishop and this bishop says, oh, all these people are heretics and so Dominic says, well, why don't you do something? And of course, the way the bishop would do something would be to, you know, live very comfortable life, uh, but never preach about it. And he said, you know, they're, they're following these guys because these guys do 
give up everything for the poor. Why not show them our holiness? So Dominic then, like St. Francis, commits to a life of poverty to show that, no, we, we exist by faith. And he starts preaching. So that's why Dominic's order is called the Order of Preachers. I know it sounds kind of strange. Most priests never preached. And the thing about it is, Dominic was this bright, bright, bright light that ended a lot of heresy simply because he leaned into the problem. He did not hide away from the problem. Um, and even like the rosary, uh, its origins is with uh, St. Dominic. Now, the rosary St. Dominic advocated is a little bit different than the ones we pray right now, like the Hail Holy Queen. That's not going to be written for a couple hundred years. But the Virgin Mary's instructions on the rosary was um, to uh, learn a passage of scripture and then meditate on it with prayers. So it's really a way of preaching. If you really, the original thing, the rosary was not just a meditation, but it's also a way of preaching. So once again, going back, the church was not a place for refugees against the world. The church is a place where you become spiritual so that you can engage the world. If you're using the church as a way of hiding away from the world, then the church becomes a prison. Or a church, Christ really is more of a ghost than a leader. So in the boat, um, same point, the boat, now I'm gonna have a test this morning. In scripture, what does the boat symbolize? Oh, who said church? Oh, Carol, okay, you gotta go to communion first. Um, and the church is, in the Greek, the waves are persecuting the church. So the early Christians is like, no, the church will be persecuted, we're meant to. But we're not meant to hide away from it. St. Peter is called by Christ to walk on the water. St. Peter is the bravest, which is a kind of an irony, He's the bravest who steps out and shows his faith to the storm. That's what we're supposed to do. Um, not use the church to, as a place to circle the wagons and then complain about the world. The church is a place where we learn to be brave and spiritual and faithful so that we can engage the world, not hide away from it. So that's exactly what St. Dominic did. Once again, why I don't like when people say, oh, I'm a political refugee. It has this hint of division and a hint of hiding away. The church is where we gain courage and faith to engage the storms of, the life, of life, not hide away from them. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.